Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm going to leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the podcast. Sunday night. It's late. Cody Road is flowing. Brent Bloom is here at the home office. Uh, a little bit of a weekend we had. Holy crap. A little bit of a weekend, everybody. I feel like Thanksgiving was like three weeks ago. It, it was. I Holy think. mackerel. Welcome to the podcast. My name is Chris Williams, joined as always by Brent Bloom. We are as always presented by our friends at MechDyne and the MechDyne Corporation. Check them out at MechDyne.com. That's M-E-C-H-D-Y-N-E.com for job opportunities and learn more about what they do. You can just drive by the beautiful Iowa State football facility and you'll see all those flashing lights. The, what do they call that? AV technology? You could call it that. Isn't that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's not virtual reality. They do a lot of that stuff, too. That's yeah, a different thing. That's a different type of thing. Um, but, yeah, you know, you can check it out and see for yourself. Thanks to them for uh, presenting our podcast. Wow, what a week uh, since last Sunday. We knew it would be a very busy week. I don't think anybody really anticipated the insanity that would, would ensue. Uh, I don't think really anyone thought Iowa State would go to New York and win the preseason in IT. <laughs> the... Soon to be ranked just, Iowa State basketball team, <laughs> I, un, like flabbergasted. Yeah, well, we'll talk. And, I got a lot to like talk about with story that story two B of the weekend. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. So let's just get right to it. Uh, the we reason have, why everyone's listening. We have every reason to believe uh, 
I mean, nothing's official. We haven't seen anything from Iowa State about a new contract or anything like that, but we have every reason to believe every source that I've talked to, uh, which is now on the multiple level, uh, is confident that Iowa State will have head coach Matt Campbell back next year. Uh, I, I don't know about like staff and stuff. It's too early. That that silly season is still to come. But today, Bloom was perhaps, and I, when I say today, it's Sunday, the wildest coaching carousel day I've ever experienced. This all began, I want to say, like the really like the crazy stuff were, was heating up. I want to say on like Wednesday and Thursday of last week when you started hearing there was stuff. Um, I, I'm not so sure how much. Um, I'm not sure how much Iowa State or whoever is going to talk about the USC stuff, but there was a ton of smoke. I don't even know yet. I'm trying to figure all of it out, the timelines, and hopefully I can in the next few days. But there was a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff coming out of Los Angeles last Wednesday through Thursday, trickled through through today. Then the Lincoln Riley news hits, and here we are. I'm very confident that Matt Campbell will be Iowa State's head coach next year. Outstanding. That this felt different than years past to me. Maybe oh, it was because I was for reading, me at least. reading into it. I mean, you've got so I think for a lot of people, and you know more than anybody on this planet, probably not in the uh, Iowa State football building right now. But it just felt like it was this confluence of events coming together at the same time. You had this decorated senior class in their last game. You had multiple, multiple big-name jobs open. You had the shuffling with the conferences and how that will impact what's a good job going forward. And then you had the letdown of a season a little bit on top of it. Exactly. It was just all these things where it's like, man, I'm nervous. And I started to feel it Friday morning. Like, even there was this cloud over that whole game to me. Maybe I wasn't the only one feeling it. I sensed but it, it from Brooklyn. But it just felt, even from this, the time recognizing the seniors, and Matt was super emotional. Now, generally, he is emotional during that, but then it just felt like, am I, should I read into this? Like, is he being extra emotional because he's taking more time to soak it in because this could be it? And you get into this, you know, I'm sure our, our minds work alike. A lot of Cyclone fans do. You just get into this rolling thing of, oh man, now we're going to expect the worst to happen, and then the USC's thing starts to pop up. You have some prominent people, not just hack bloggers. No. <laughs> some prominent national media members start floating this out. And at that point, I go, oh, my. Like when when John Wilner, yeah. who's the heavy Pac-12 He's reporter. He's the guy. You had uh, Ralph Russo, who's like the main AP fo- uh, football reporter. You have Colin Cowherd tweeting about Matt Campbell. Yeah, I mean, Colin Cowherd's like a known USC guy. All these USC connections, like, oh my gosh. And I can tell happening? you, there was even more behind the scenes. I, I, I put it that way. Absolutely. So that was a nerve-wracking 72 hours. It was. And it just felt, it to me, and maybe getting more detail here, it felt way different than the Florida States and the Arkansas and I would the, agree. Uh, whoever else from years past were this... It seemed right. to be more legitimate to me. Again, on I don't know who on whose side and and the delay, right. but I'm I'm glad we made it here and we can uh, we can sip some Cody Road. <sighs> Tastes good tonight. Probably would have sipped Cody Road regardless, but it feels even better oh, after that. Yeah, long weekend. It was a long weekend, no doubt about that. Um, I'm trying to think where where can I fill in 
what you just kind of laid out there. First of all, I want to be really careful because I don't know all the details. Yeah. And, and I'd be a Same. fool to claim that I do. So I don't want to just spout off here. And I, I reached out to a lot of people in the Campbell camp and whatnot, and I haven't got much back. And I said, I, what, the last thing I want to do is be inaccurate when I'm talking about this you stuff. You may never hear it, yeah. what the whole story was. No doubt. And it's probably better off not being Correct. broadcast that way. But I want to be honest with our audience that I tried. Um, and, I, and I don't have that information for you right now. So if we do... Uh, well, we'll get it to you. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, what's important is he's going to be here next year. We have every reason to believe. I will never say never because it's so – like an Oklahoma fan, I don't think yesterday would have thought that anything was going to happen and weird stuff can happen in this business. But from what I understand, Iowa State was uh, working on recruiting all day uh, with the open periods coming up where you can do face-to-face visits. Uh, it sounds like that was the game plan today for Iowa State. They have a top 25 recruiting class. Yep. From what I understand, they'll be very aggressive in the transfer portal to try and fill in some of those starting spots from all those guys that have left. But, no, it did feel different. I, I think here's why. I think in the past it's gotten very serious, but more with NFL teams mm-hmm. would be my guess. And I, I just know he's had offers. I, I don't know – like did Matt fly out and meet with I don't I don't know that information. But it's a lot easier to hide things when you're talking to an NFL team because you've basically got like a team president and a GM maybe and that's it. Yeah. And they're the only they ones who know. They don't have to deal with any boosters. Yeah, in the NFL. That's the problem. You start going with Southern California, boosters talk like that that's a really I, I'm glad he didn't go. I don't think it would have been a good fit for Matt. I did, I just I think he could have won there. I mean, it's sure. one of the yeah, think, arguably a top five job I, in college football, but I, he is just – the whole thing felt weird to me. I actually – I wrote this for some of our premium folks when I was analyzing the situation over the weekend. I thought Washington was a much better fit for him. I was like, I, you know, if I were him, like – Yeah, a little more stability there. Yeah. And I, get a little longer runway. Yeah, like more of a passionate fan base. Like, I mean, the USC fans last night against BYU and – I mean, I can understand why they weren't overly enthusiastic to be at that football game, but that was like it was embarrassing. Well, just uh, for numbers here, uh, so the uh, their their stadium at USC seats about seventy eight thousand. Yeah. Okay, so Trice is sixty one five. I was at average about nine thousand more fans per game this year, and did it as well in twenty nineteen. So this just just wasn't a yeah you know one year thing. Did you tag Mandel on that? I I, I others did it for me. Oh. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, at this point, I hope it, you enjoyed your bottle. Uh, Cody Rhodes, too. <laughs> so, Iowa State ended up with 60,700 fans this year, which was a Iowa State record and not even close. If if you compare that number to 2019, which was the last full data set, it'd be 21st nationally. And the only school in the Pac-12 that would be better, to your point, was Washington. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, I mean, it, it they're, is... They're, they're a very they, rabid fan they, base. Well, they're, they're large. I mean, it's, it's, again, Seattle's big, plus... Pretty passionate group there, unlike mm-hmm. USC, who I think they when they win, yes, they're they're a lot like Miami, just yeah. on the West Coast. Yep, yeah, yeah. when they're when things are rolling, yeah, they'll get people there, they'll get some buzz. But if they're not, then uh, not as much. So yeah, I mean, what a wild deal, man! It was uh, it was crazy, and I I I, I have to think that there was something going on. I don't think this was all fabricated, just because because when you get the heavy hitters involved that are Matt, mentioning Matt Campbell. Uh, something happened there, but we may never know the full extent of it, and, you know, that's okay. Man, you are one pathetic loser. That's a shout-out to our friends at Oklahoma. 
And this could, could not this have worked <laughs> any better. I mean, oh, it's glorious. <laughs> could it be any more beautiful? How this play, played out. I, I have one guy. I want to give him credit because it was the tweet of the year. Um, reach out to me because I, I I don't want to brag, but I feel like I kind of nailed this. Yeah, you just insert just, LSU for yeah, like, USC. Yeah, I mean same concept. Yeah, and like if I was Lincoln Riley, and all of a sudden my bosses came to me and be like, "Hey, you know you've been killing it in the Big Twelve, going to playoffs, Heisman trophies. Yeah, you got to go um, compete with Nick Saban and LSU, and yeah, you're in the SEC now. Oh, and you're gonna have to have that transition. And oh, and I don't know when you're gonna be going there. Like that's a terrible situation for a coach who's used to being at the top of the mountain. No question. So he's going to USC, which is even better for him than LSU. Because now he's just got to beat Oregon every year, basically, and maybe Washington if they. And, and he's already recruited great in California and Arizona. Oh yeah, so I mean this is this is absolutely brilliant. Uh, I don't blame Urban or um, Lincoln Lincoln Riley for doing it at all. Uh, Howard Harold Howe on Twitter. Oh yeah, OU fans are bitching the Riley backstabbed them for more money. Dot dot dot. <laughs> <laughs> Referring to the Big Twelve. And again, like, I don't want to pat my back too much. Oklahoma was a better job in the Big Twelve. Oh, no doubt. And and I think we saw that today. Now, this isn't like the a grave of the Oklahoma football program, but I do think you're one step closer to being Nebraska in the Big Ten now. If and, you're Oklahoma, and just look at the movement here for coaches, you, I think the attractive jobs have shifted. LSU. No, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll still get a good coach here. I'm, I'm, the, the Aranda situation is still interesting to me if he'll end up jumping and going to LSU. I now. thought, I thought Riley was going there the whole time, and we started to really get rumblings. At least I, Jared got a tip on um, Saturday that was sounding like twelve, thirteen million a year uh, for Riley at LSU, which I'll, he might be getting it. I bet it's, I bet it's north of nine. I, I, w- I would guess so too. I was thinking probably ten. Got to be in that stratosphere. That number there. was being flirted around by certain LSU or excuse me USC people, people with Campbell, and I was like, Campbell, like, listen, like, he's great, but man, that's a lot of money for a guy who's never won a Big Twelve title. Two hundred fifty percent increase of the salary. Yeah, but uh, point point being, um, yeah, I, I think Riley's in a better, in a well, immensely better spot, and. You know, it kind of serves OU right. Like again, I'm not going to dance on their grave because they're still Oklahoma football, and they they're they're going to make a move here. Is it Brent Venables? Is it the Stoops brother? Is it Mark? I think Mark Stoops would be great. Josh Heupel has done really well at Tennessee this year. Uh, you Sounds know, like any he of has those? had issues in the past with Bob Stoops, though, for some reason. So okay, well, I, I didn't I, I didn't know, know, know that. that. To me, yeah. like Brent Venables would be like the home run there yeah. if you could get him to finally take a job. Um, but like. They're in a bad spot, though, it's like because they're going to lose a lot of guys. Riley's going to take a lot of dudes with them. Yep. They're recruiting. They already lost the top-ranked player in the country. Yep, from California. Yeah, so um, it's not a good time to be an Oklahoma fan. No, and, and you know, ultimately, the extra cash they're going to get can only get you so far. I mean, coaches are wising up to this game, and you know they can ask themselves, okay, if I get nine here and I'm going to be out of a job and under pressure the entire time, after three years, or do I go someplace safer and get five to six and I can be there for as long as I want to be? I mean, it's a different paradigm. It's, it's, this isn't the 70s where you would jump because they would increase your salary by 
300% if you go to a big school. And I think this cycle has been interesting. Sure, you have the Louisianas to Florida like Napier. Like, that's a natural. It sounds like Washington's going to hire the Fresno State guy because that's a pretty big jump. But you're, the, the, the power five to power five thing, I don't think will be as common unless it's a situation like Riley who says, you know what? I'm going to go opposite here. It's actually going to be better for my long-term success to go to a non, you know, the non-elite conference here because I can still get to a playoff. I can still be a power and I can recruit the same way and not have to deal with these other six Titans alongside. That's just going to put my job in jeopardy. Like it's the OU and UT by making this move to become relevant (laughs) are probably going to make themselves less relevant. I could not agree with you more. And it's, it's just poetic justice. Could not the agree fact with you that more. those two are also not playing the Big 12 championship That's in amazing. Oklahoma State, it's so great. who is and, OU's, and, and Baylor, yeah. who's like the, Baylor's you know, like the redheaded stepchild <laughs> of exactly. Texas, and they're playing in it? Like, it, that, that was, it was really a phenomenal from where we were end of July. Throw in the fact Oklahoma State wins against Baylor. They and Cincinnati could both make a playoff, and then that hopefully helps your, your TV rights negotiation for this new league. Yeah, I mean, USC remain or BYU. Think of the, the coaching lineup in this new yeah, league. Yeah, so it's great. This is actually, I mean, it was stressful, but uh, ended up being a fantastic weekend for the new look Big Twelve. Absolutely. No, I um, and I, somewhere Bob Bowlesby's cackling in the background of what happened to OU and UT. Yeah, I also start to wonder too about the you know the whole decoy aspect and and how Campbell may have been used here. Sure. Possible. I, I, I was thinking about this. The fact that Matt doesn't have an agent, he's almost an easy guy to throw in there. Like, I don't you wonder? Like, I, I think he's been very in very high demand. I'm not trying to say that he hasn't been, but just the fact that he doesn't have an agent make it easy for hmm. USC to go, hey, uh, Colin Cowherd, will you uh, just start spreading? The, I, I don't know. I, I, I do think that there was more to it than that. Like I, I'm not, I'm not wiping that away. I just, I, I was thinking about that over the weekend as well because it, it is ironic that it was such a disappointing year, right? I, mm-hmm. And I say that kind of with quotations, sure, for Iowa State, and yet Matt arguably could have had two of the top five jobs in the sport, depending on what we know. We don't really know everything yet, but I, I almost wonder too, like. How much? Because I, again, I think the message will be at Iowa State is I was always one hundred percent committed, and and I and again I I don't know, but there just seemed like there was too much stuff over the weekend for nothing to have been going on. So I'm I'm probably lean that there was more like that, but it but again like normally this stuff is agent Driven, agents yeah. are agents are driving and the agents conversation can shut it down pretty quickly and matt doesn't have that guy to do that and i i, I think matt likes part of it because he just likes looking at people act like idiots too but i also think too there's an aspect of it where it's just like can we just shut the thing down too because you're driving your fans crazy like it's exhausting every year and I, and and it's better than nobody wanting your coach yeah, I mean it's, it's an it's just an interesting dichotomy. It's a tough spot because at one point you're like Max prob- Matt's probably like, well, what do, what more do I have to say? What more do I have to do? I, I've I've been the same person all along here. I have to shut down every single rumor. Do I need to get on Twitter and just say no? I'm not going to take the USC job. Like that would get exhausted on his end too of having to. I get it. Shut everything down all the time. However, this is going to happen every Thanksgiving weekend till the end of time. 
And then honestly, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want to be like, uh, you know, Debbie Downer here, but should there be movement in the NFL when all those coaches get let go? I mean, who knows? What, what if Ryan Day takes the Bears job or takes another NFL job? And I don't know if he will. Or Brian Kelly oh, yeah, is on, that, and then Ohio State and Notre Dame are open, and then are you doing the same thing over and over again? Like, yeah. Part of it's like we we can't get wrapped up into it all the time, but it's hard not to. I mean, I, I bet. I mean, the amount of time my iPhone spent on Cyclone Fanatic just, and I could have just texted you, but it was more fun just to read the forums. You, you just liked reading the. I was just like, the, wait, the wait, wait, what's next? And then the what's next? Yeah. So I'm, traffic had to be good, but I, it's just I like, haven't looked, but I'm guessing we've had a really strong weekend. It, it is, uh, but it's a really good theory because you know, if you for, agents can either promote or also shut down pretty quickly, and so the fact that Matt doesn't, he may be an easy target to float out there for schools because then that. Might hasten then Lincoln Riley's decision making. You know, oh, Matt's on the other line. You know, I probably need to get this done quick. Who knows? Like that's just a hypothetical, but you can see how that that could be a possibility. All right, real quick, um, we're going to touch on the future of Iowa State football coming up here. I would like to uh, give a shout out to my friends at the Iowa Clinic and the Iowa Clinic Men's Center. Um, shockingly, I have another sick kid. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I only have two of them. The audience is going. I mean, but you how, get it. How, I, I daycare is accessible. Oh my god! And like my and this year is worse than ever before. My two year old. I'm not kidding. Like she has been. I mean, okay. Let's say there's 30 days in a month. She's sick. 13 out of them right now. 14. Half the time she's sick. And my six year old rarely gets sick. Well, she's sick now. We're at a family Thanksgiving yesterday, and I'm like. She comes up wanting to go take a nap, and I'm like, okay, well, this is not normal. That's, yeah. With all of her cousins running around. Yep, temperature. Uh, we got her in today to the Iowa Clinic, uh, the Iowa Clinic's um, urgent care in Ankeny. Shout out to Nurse Ray and Dr. Sinkler. Man, they were awesome. Love really it. great, uh, really kind to her. She absolutely had a phenomenal experience. And uh, my wife specifically wanted to get them a shout-out. So shout-out to those guys and the great work at the Iowa Clinic. And we, we had that deal where we could just watch the wait list and watch it drop on iowaclinic.com. And uh, that's when we knew how to go and when to go. Uh, shout-out to our friends at Gravitate Coworking at gravitatecoworking.com. Uh, go to the uh, gravitatecoworking.com, and you can look at all the different meeting spaces uh, Cedar Falls, the Des Moines Metro, Jefferson. They've got conference rooms, private offices, downtown meeting rooms. They've got like a, what's called a glass window conference room. I don't know if I'd want that. A glass window. like you know, People see me getting like angry with Stansbury. Well, that, I mean, when you have to work with Jared, that's what happens. <laughs> Nonetheless. People understand that. Go and check them out. Uh, they've got all the information. Coworking is in. And it's only going to be growing. So you, go and check that out. You probably out. could use the conference room with all your whiteboard drawings oh, this weekend. Oh, my God. This weekend was something else, Connecting dude. all the dots. Telling you, like, I've I've done a lot of coaching searches and stuff like that. This weekend was as wild. I, I've referenced the book that I'm writing. And this weekend's going to have a chapter. <laughs> And I and I've and I've yet to gather details, but I know there are details. There's got to be details. There's, there's got to be stuff. Uh, we'll 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 work on that uh, for you guys <laughs> over time. I, I don't really care. I just care about the end result. But nonetheless, um, 
there this is going to be a chapter gravitatecoworking.com i mean think you know the brooks ghost think again introducing the all new better than ever ghost 16 now with nitrogen infused cushioning for lightweight supreme softness that feels good every step every street every single day so go ahead take your daily joyride in the all new nitrogen infused ghost 16 It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. To me, Bloom, and I had started writing a new column, and it, I hit the pause. Yeah. I, I won't lie. I was writing this on Monday on the flight to Brooklyn, and I had all intentions to finish it on Tuesday slash Wednesday, run Thursday for people to read on Thanksgiving. And Wednesday, I was hearing so much out of Southern uh-huh. California. Yeah. To the point where, like, beat writers are reaching out to me wanting information on Campbell. Like, it was getting really that's suspicious. That's the thing. I mean, just, I think that's fascinating for people. You are a source for other national media members Correct. on the Iowa State side. So sometimes some stuff that. Yeah, don't you, listen to everything. It's from you. I mean, they're reaching out to people like you. Yeah, like, and process. I, like, you know, and I'm telling these guys, like, I don't think he's leaving. And, like, they, they're like, well, you know, and, like, one guy wanted to interview Stansberry. I had a couple of guys wanted to interview me, like, just they were getting, like, they were wanted to do, like, profiles on Campbell. Yeah. The LA Times did that profile yep. on Campbell about, yep. like, how he left Toledo. And it was actually a really well written piece. I, I actually learned a few things about the man in it. Um, but my, my point being, it 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 was really freaking wild, yeah. and I yeah. so I stopped writing this column because the whole column was on how much I love Iowa State setup. Even after these scenes, we talked last Sunday. Mm-hmm. You were going to do a column, which turned out great, by the way. Looking back at what the seniors accomplished and why we should appreciate them so much, my angle was going to be how they set the tone for the future, and what I didn't want to do because there was so much smoke around USC. Put this thing out there on Thursday. Yep. Whatever happens on Friday, leave on Sunday, and then everybody's dunking all over me, and it's a complete waste of time. Sure. I didn't really think that was going to happen at the time, but it was enough doubt in me to like be like, okay, I'm going to back off. Well, now I feel like I can write that column again. And I actually feel like there's more to write now because of all of this. And Bloom, I, I really do like the setup. Listen, when you switch conferences, it's hard. Yep. I was trying to have a conversation with the guy on Twitter about this today. Oklahoma may end up being the fourth best job in the SEC. Could. I don't know, but it's going to take them a while to adjust. It always does. It always does. And sometimes it takes a decade to get to where you need to be. <clears throat> Texas A&M, and they're still struggling in their minds, right? Their boosters aren't happy right now. Yeah, Nebraska. <laughs> Nebraska's... Irrelevant. The best three and nine team in history yeah. or whatever it is. Congratulations, guys. Um, Go get some runs up. Case in point, when you look at the new Big 12, fan base, I don't think there's one better than Iowa State. Facilities, Iowa State's in the top five for sure. Yep. Um, 
stability, they're going to be in the top three with Luke Fickle, Matt Campbell, and probably Dave Aranda if he sticks. Or yeah, Mike Gundy. Gundy. And Gundy's right there, too. Mm-hmm. We'll see what happens with BYU. Their, their coach is kind yep. of a hot commodity. He Maybe is. he wants to stay there now more. I don't know. But you, you, you see my point, and there's more to it. Recruiting rankings are up, all that stuff. I have all this compiled. But that's all still in play now. And if you lose Matt Campbell, I'm sure, and I, I, I told our premium people this, the one thing I know about Jamie Pollard, he had a plan. He no always has a plan. No Jamie's doubt. never caught off guard with any of this stuff. But um, I still can't help but look back at the history of Iowa State football. Nobody's done what Matt Campbell's done, ever. Nobody's really been remotely close to doing it for as long of a period as Matt Campbell in, has done. In the one period that was close, in the 70s, you had both Earl Bruce and Johnny Majors leave for bigger jobs, and it created a 20-year stretch of horrific football. I would say it didn't recover for 20 years and beyond, even, if you think about it. So that I think that's what ma- makes everybody nervous. It's not just, oh, you're losing a good football coach. If you lose Matt, do you then go closer back to the dark ages? Correct. And that's the fear. And now, you flip it. You go from, man, lose Matt, you may go back to the dark ages because you don't know then. You don't know what the staff continuity is. You don't know who follows him somewhere. You don't know how what recruits reconsider. You don't know what guys can then transfer now. Like There are so many dominoes that could fall if Matt were to leave that you don't know where it stops, where now... The stability is actually a plus and a huge advantage compared to a lot of other places. And you set yourself up as one of the top two or three programs in this new league, maybe the top two going forward. It's a great thing. Yeah. And I know that there'll be somebody snap back. Well, what about the money and stuff? Well, I truly believe that this new league, eh, they're not going to make as much as the SEC and nope. the Big Ten. I, I don't not. expect that. But I don't think there's going to be as astronomical of a difference as a lot of people have made it out to be. That's just my gut. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've talked to a lot of people. I don't think Bob Bullsby and the Big 12 presidents make the aggressive expansion move that they make without... They know something. And I'm not saying it's from a network. In fact, I know it's not. But there's people who study this, who are plugged in, who come in, and you can pay them to consult you. And for what it's worth, I thought this was fascinating. I was talking to the Memphis radio guys. Um, in okay. yep. Um, Brooklyn is where we were again. Like, I feel like I was in Brooklyn two weeks ago. We, so we got home, we landed at about 5 a.m. on Saturday morning Yeah, because we left after the game and that was a super late tip. Yeah. So then I got up, I, I slept for like two hours. I had this family Thanksgiving and all this Oof. is going on. Eesh. And then last night was a hell because of, but whatever, yeah, everything is happening. At These once. guys are, um, holding their breath that they get an invite to the big 12 still. One of them basically went on to tell me that he thinks it'll be the end of Memphis football if they don't get into the Big 12. Wow. Yeah. Not, but again, this, this Riley thing is super interesting because you have a guy who is electing to not participate in this Premier League to go to one of the have-nots, which the Pac-12 is right now, because that's actually the easier path. Yes. That's fascinating. Like, the... the it's, it's brilliant. It is. The... Uh, Trouble of unmet expectations will catch them all eventually. If, if, like, if you're Matt Campbell, like this is this is one of my great points on this. Not great as in it's like really smart, but my biggest points. I'm not that arrogant. <laughs> it, 
look at the new Big 12. Look at where Iowa State football is, where it has been for the last five years, where we believe it is going. Mm-hmm. Tell me you don't have a better shot at the playoff here than you do if Matt would have gone to Florida. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Like, no, seriously. Now It takes a paradigm shift to even... Now, I get it. If there's 12 and the SEC is getting six every year... Like, I think it's a different ball game. It, I mean, but I'm just saying what we're looking at right now. Right now if the Big 12 has access to the playoff, you, you're... De- like, last year, if, I, if, if last year plays out... If last, if Iowa State season plays out now, you're probably in the playoff potentially, unless you would you probably have to beat Oklahoma, Oklahoma to do it, yeah. right? But you were a you were a play away from that theoretically, so you were two, right there. Two of the four teams this year are going to be in the new conference potentially. <laughs> Oklahoma State wins. It's now, insane. I bet. Okay, put my conspiracy hat on. Somehow Oklahoma State will, or Cincinnati will get hosed in this. Think thing. so? Yeah. That wouldn't shock no, me. I mean, somehow you almost like, come to expect like, it. George, George's getting in either way, right? Um, Michigan probably if they win, but could Alabama still backdoor in? If that that game's really close, potentially. Yeah, I could see Alabama backdooring Oklahoma State right out of there. Should be unfortunate, but something to keep an eye on. But no, your your greater point is is hundred percent true. Like, do you want to be? One of the two main players in the uh, a conference that still has a playoff invite on the table, or do you want to be one of seven power brokers in this SEC and you can print money? But what good is all that money if you're still seventh out of sixteen? It doesn't matter at that point. It's short sighted. It is. We That's- said it at the time. Uh, it's playing out now. But hopefully, Oklahoma enjoys all those cool facilities and their eleven a.m. games on the SEC network. I. I mean, there's not a lot of um, viewership in Oklahoma, you know. With not Mark, a lot of, the, Mark Stoops is the coach. There's not a lot of TV sets in Oklahoma, so their their TV draw is going to go. We could, we could go to go down. Yeah. Um, I didn't get to go. I had a hard time watching Senior Day on my little iPad screen. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Because my, my hotel didn't get FS1. Sure, and they didn't, probably couldn't even watch it anywhere. So I... What oh, I, you couldn't even watch the game? No, I did. I... Ended up going to the Barclays Center super early. Okay. And I just watched flipped it on it my on iPad. You know, I, I had my YouTube TV on there. Yeah, yeah, there and you I go. flipped it on from there. Um, but it was, that was hard, man. Like, I had, I was like, I had all sorts of emotions during that game. I'm like, is this it? And when Matt starts bawling and everything, it's like, I know he's like an emotional dude. I've seen that from him before. It's like, it's why we love him. But like, you just can't help but let these things creep into your mind. And then you have when they announced Brock Purdy is the greatest ever and all all this stuff. I thought the crowd was great. Um, Brees Hall. How was it being there? Oh, it was, I mean. Oh, yeah, the Brees sets the record. Literally had the best game maybe he's ever played in. No big deal. It was great. It really was. I mean, but yeah, there was that cloud over it the whole time. But If you could just kind of ignore the cloud for a little bit. It seemed like every single senior had an impact in that game. Which was so cool. I love Chase Allen getting in the end zone. That yeah, was my favorite did you see part. He tweeted about that today. No, I didn't. He's like, I'm the one who caught the greatest ever's final touchdown pass at Jack Trace Stadium. You know, That's talk about so Brock cool. Purdy. And if you know Chase Allen's history, that that means a lot to him. He appreciates the history of Iowa State football. He does, and he's one of those guys. He'll have a shot at the next level. By I think the way. so too. I mean, he's kind of under underrated because he's such a good blocker and does everything. And plus, he's a brilliant guy. But it was he has just great hair. You had elite hair. <laughs> 
you had Charlie do something. Brock was great. Uh, Brees Hall, even though it wasn't his final game, I mean, just complete. He made the TCU defense look like it was, you know, a fourth-grade rec league team just running by them. It was amazing. And then the defensive guys, Eisworth played maybe his best game of the year, which is great. Mike Rose was involved. So the Bash brothers finally got it together. Anthony Johnson played great. So it's just like all of any had another great game. All of these seniors who we've seen for so long to have them show out like that at Jack Trey Stadium. But yet you keep wanting more time. It's almost like the fourth quarter is winding down. And you're like, yeah. gosh, this is it. This is going to be it. But I, I'm so happy for those guys. It ended that way. And uh, last four years, C-Dub, at Jack Trike Stadium for that group in conference play, 16-1. and one. I mean, just incredible. Just incredible. Really a stat nobody would have believed. I mean, there's this, you know. un, it, 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 like you, we say the phrase unbelievable all the time. Ask yourself six years ago, hey, this incoming freshman class will go 16-1 and one in Big 12 games. What your reaction would be? I mean, it insane. Just insane. So, Brees, um, you're right, man. He he's like at a different level right now. It it is unfortunate if you look back, I mean, because the line has been so beat up. We've talked about that a lot on there. Yep, and they played they played a great game. They, they did, right. and it's just like you see when it all clicks, like how and it. Listen, TCU's a shade. It, they're they're kind of a skeleton right yep. now, and they were Let, missing some guys. Yeah, so let's let's keep it all in context. But like Brees. They still have dudes in their backfield no, is what no I'm doubt. saying. So, like, Brees juking those guys. Oh. And, like, it was made really him, an incredible made effort. Him look small. He's going to end – he's 1,490 yards, which is just Do insane. you think he's our uh, first-round pick that breaks the streak? I'd, I think if, he is. If it was 15 years ago, there's no question. But because of the running back situation, I don't, they just don't take running backs. I mean, there's, like, one a year. I don't even know. I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. I like, throw it out. There. I was talking to my father-in-law. I was a big Chiefs fan, and it, like he's like, "We need a running back." And I'm like, "At the end of the first round, like, the, the, what will help him is he's he's got great hands. He can do everything. And he blocks. And he blocks. He's so a, he fit. He he moved up into second all time at Iowa State in career rushing yardage past Darren Davis on uh, Friday. So I couldn't help but think too. Remember when it was a controversy when they let him wear yeah. 28? Yeah. And I was actually thinking about this. You tell me what you, you're more of the historian than I am. Would it be cool to retire the jersey? I think so, but I don't. I mean, or would that be disrespectful to Troy? Maybe to like have Darren. to share it. See, that's you know, right? I don't know. I I was thinking about that. I mean, at this point, you almost have to just let it roll. I mean, they just haven't retired jerseys at all for football. I know, but God, when are we gonna uh, like? If we're gonna do it, yeah, aren't. Those three. I mean, Brees just broke the record for NCAA like consecutive touchdown. Like yeah, that's an incredible. It is. Brees will probably be. I mean, I don't know because it's so hard because you don't have four. He won't be a four year guy. I mean, I vote on that College Football Hall of Fame every year. Yeah, it might be tough for him to like because he didn't. Well, he had the COVID year, so it got cut short. But my point is, like Troy got that, and I don't know, like. It's, Whitford and I always argue about this, the Troy Reese thing. Yeah, and it, and I I even got some. I put out. Pat, you're put you're out more a of a probably more of a Troy well, guy because of your probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah honestly, because so, his teams were so bad. And if you looked at if if you look at the numbers, so entering yesterday or Friday, excuse me, uh, Troy averaged five point six yards per carry. Brees is five point three. Brees had more total touchdowns, and he added what four on Friday. 
three or four anyway. So he's, but Troy had 1,500 more yards in those two years that he played because he got the ball all the time. So it's just like, and then you'll have some of the old timers say, yeah, and he was running against nine people in the box. I would argue, so is Brees. No if doubt. You look at it, like he, he's, no doubt. It's a different style of eight man in the box, but there's still a lot of guys there. So okay. anyway, I don't, I don't want, I don't think it's, I don't think it's fair to either. I think both are clearly in the top three running backs in their era when they played. I think they'll miss um, Hutchison as much as any of the seniors. Oh, that's another one. They he, was, he was outstanding. He was only here two years, but an elite receiver like that, it's hard to get. And, I mean, you've seen how hard it is to just replace a Lazard or replace a yeah, – like, go, who's that guy next year? you got to go heavy portal for that position. Who, who's that guy next year? He, so he broke the single-season record for most catches on Friday, which has stood for 30 years. So sorry, Todd Blythe, but is that who had it? Nice. No, it was actually Tracy Henderson. Tracy Henderson, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was. I just know a, all those wide receiver records because we've studied them like with the guys over the years. It, it felt ever since Iowa State went up seventeen nothing in that game, it was just a celebration from there. Like it was only a matter of you know how I'm at, how bad is this going to get, and then um, and, and hopefully that cloud of the Campbell cloud will go away, and uh, I'm just glad it all worked out the way it did. All right, you got anything else on football and then before we get to hoops? Uh, so bowl game situation, I think still yeah. up in the air. I, I mean, there's nothing really to say. It I, sounds I think like, it's Texas, right? Well, I mean, but it sounds like Iowa State does, would prefer not to go there. Why? Because of the date? Yeah. So I I don't. So I mean, what does that mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if Iowa State can say no thanks. We'd rather go to Liberty, but I think that might be the. Uh, the thought process. I'd rather so, go to the Liberty. Well, it's a better date and it's drivable. So, I Dude, don't. Dude, if they I, go I to the Liberty, Iowa State sells out its allotment. That you know, uh, that that place will be it, packed if it, they go to the Liberty. I, I think so. I mean, people might have a little bit of Liberty fatigue because they've obviously it's gone there three times in the last ten years. Yeah, but it's, it's a lot easier for people to 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 you know get their mind around that than I think than a January fourth Tuesday night game in 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 Houston. I think the Houston game would be better. So you play in an upper, an up, one more step A&M above is what it looks like. Yeah, A&M the or, SEC. The yeah. Liberty's also SEC, but you're probably looking at, you know, Tennessee or even Florida for Liberty, which would be interesting. Uh, I go for Tennessee, but uh, the Orlando's still on the table too. I'm such a sucker for Memphis. I great food. It's those three: Beale Street, I, I think San, An- San Antonio. In one situation, you is maybe still kind of in play, but I think that's pretty minimal. Whatever. I, I kind of come around on going to Houston. You sh- you have the night to yourself on TV, but... I could see why the Iowa State admin would not would not be Houston. So, like, how does that even work? Does Pollard just let them know, like, hey, we know. prefer not to go here? I think, yeah, I think it's simple as that. Yeah, I mean, it's not real sophisticated. Yeah. And that, I mean, I, I assume the execs for the bowl games have to take that into account. So, who would they get instead? Uh, tech. Well, and they'd probably bring more fans. Right. Honestly, they probably would, just with the alums in the area. Correct. And oftentimes that Texas Bowl will take schools from Texas just for they, that reason. Yeah, but they they usually don't have this terrible date. Normally, well, it's, it's, it's good, like the day after Memphis. It is, but it's a good for TV date. Yeah. No, I get that. it's national TV. Interesting situation. Uh, interesting. That's good info to bring yeah, to the pod. I, I don't know. I mean, so... I, I don't want to go to the Texas Bowl. If, if you asked people in charge of Iowa State, I don't think they'd be all in on. But you know what? 
any bowl game is a good bowl game. Like they're not at that point where like, oh man, we're too good for this. That's not it at all. It's more of a convenience factor and trying to get as many Iowa State fans as possible to the game. I think that's it more than anything. Well, and then, like, for instance, like my brother or my sister-in-law and father-in-law were talking about this yesterday at Thanksgiving. She's a huge fan. My, you know, Alexa, mm-hmm. she's nuts. Like in a good way. Like, she's obsessed with Iowa State football. And she really wanted to go to the bowl game thinking it would be in Memphis. And then I'm, she, I'm like, I don't think it's going to be. And I said January 4th, so I can't go to that. School start. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of people in that spot. It's going to be, it would be tough for to swing for working folks and, and folks with families. So I don't know. We'll, we'll find out next Sunday is when that all comes out. So by the time we record the next pod, we will know where we're headed over the holidays or January. All right. Um, I want to tell you guys really quickly about a new venture of mine. Yeah, buddy. Uh, Senior Tequila. It's a new Mexican restaurant in the Des Moines Metro Bloom that opens on Monday. Awesome. Opens on Monday, uh, 3411 Southeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Again, that's 3411 Southeast 14th Street in Des Moines. Uh, I am a part owner of this, a very small part. I'm not... Hey man, but I, I'm an, an investor. An owner is an owner. An investor is an investor. I'm an investor in this. I'm a small time investor in Amazon. This has been a about a year in the making. The pandemic kind of screwed everything up with it, but I'm really excited about it. I'll get some pictures posted. But we are. It's an authentic Mexican restaurant. Uh, my friend Bruno got me into this. Um, but in anyways, the cool part of it is like one of our specialties is like margaritas. Oh man. Speaking my language. And we're going to have all different like flavors of, mar- look, I'm showing you the picture right oh. now. I mean, there's like six different flavors of margaritas and it's the, the, our partners are awesome. This is going to be really cool. I'm just excited to have a different little challenge under my belt. So, so check it out. This is it- south of the capital, right? Yep. And just a really quick heads up too. If you go this week, be kind to our staff because we're short staff because everybody's short staff right now and we're just opening up. So please, we'll, we'll continue to get better. I promise. I just wanted to keep that in mind, but I'm, it's there, senior tequila. There are some billionaires who started out as a uh, restaurant owner. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it could be you. I got, uh, I'm really smart. I got into the, I got into journalism, the hotel business and restaurants, really a uh, bright human being right here. Check that out, Senior Tequila. A little fun fact: uh, one of the uh, most famous Iowa State alumni that is involved with restaurants yeah. is the guy that founded Hooters. Oh, I thought you were talking about Seneca. No, Seneca's involved. No, but so Seneca's got his wing stops. But no, the uh, the founder of Hooters is an Iowa State guy. Can I get him on the CW pod? I maybe. Yeah, he's I'd down love in to a, interview he, him. He got uh, wrapped up in that John Gruden stuff. Oh, he's really? A, he's a John Gruden. Uh, he was in the emails. Well, he was in the emails. I'll so just put it that way. Do you know him? No. Oh, I, I thought don't. you like knew him. No, I don't. I mean, I'm aware of him. Yeah, founded Hooters. Great. So that could be you someday. Well, not when's the, the last not time you wrote an email? Legit. When's the last time you've been to a Hooters? Oh, I can answer that question probably. I know. I was with you the last time I was at one. Was that it? Orlando. We were, yeah, we were doing for the basketball, basketball tournament. That we did Disney go to Hooters, yeah, and we lost to Gonzaga. Um, when did we I went go? there for the food? Oh, of course, we went to one on on vacation in Fort Myers. Oh yeah, Fort Myers. The last two times I've been to a Hooters, I was with you. <laughs> Why is that a theme? 
I don't ever went, go to Hooters unless also, I'm with you. We also went one one year. We were going to the uh, to a K State football game. We stopped oh, yeah. in Overland Park. We Overland Park, Park Hooters. Yep. So that's uh, three three deli- times. So delicious I think, wings. Actually, in the last ten years, over half the times I've been to Hooters, I've been with you. <laughs> the only time I no, go. No, so with you. Well, I've been, no, I've been to one in Oklahoma. I've been to several in Oklahoma City. For some reason, they're big in Oklahoma City. I've been to right. a couple there. They love yeah. their Hooters yeah. at Oklahoma City. Yeah, we did. So the only children's okay, show. I it's yeah uh, uh, family show. Yes, of course. When in Lubbock this past year, not a lot of options around our hotel, but they did have seat up at Twin Peaks. Oh yeah, that's like the like Dallas like. I guess we have one here. We do have one here. The one they, here sucks. They, they had twenty nine degree beer there. Have you been to the one here lately? No, it's been a while. <laughs> so yeah, we went there before the game. Not not the day of the game. Friday night of the game. I don't well, know anything to do with Hooters, but there's. Similarities. I, I love Hooters, but I love Senior Tequila. Yeah, but they, margaritas. My my kid goes to me today. I was getting something out of the fridge. He goes, Dad, are you getting a margarita? And I was like, depending on the Campbell news, I might need one, son. <laughs> he didn't understand. <sighs> Someday, son. Yes. Someday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry. Only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so yeah, so uh, Iowa State basketball is going to be in the top twenty-five this week. (laughs) (laughs) What? Uh, Yeah, we all thought. So this weekend or this week in, I want to start it off with a quick story, and then we can recap the team and and how they got there. It was so cool. I have a soft spot in my heart for Condit Walker and Trey Trey Jackson. And, I mean, just last year sucked. It was bad. We thought it sucked. Those guys thought it sucked more. Mm-hmm. I can promise you. And so they won the tournament. George Condit, I did not see him let go of the trophy once. <laughs> he, That's so we, awesome. We, we bust to the airport. And, of course, the the – Trophy sitting on George's lap, and if, I kind of thought, well, they got to put it somewhere. They're not just going to put it underneath the bus. No, son of a gun took it up into the plane. It was like a three and a half hour flight back because of the winds, and George held on to the damn trophy oh. the entire time. And like he was so 
excited to, you know, win that championship. And it was really, I talked to Trey Jackson's dad, uh, shout out, sir, if you're listening, uh, one of the coolest people I've ever talked to. He's the, he's the chaplain for South Carolina, for the South Carolina football team. Yeah. Yeah. And I told him about like my family's history with South Carolina and everything and just really enjoyed getting to know him and, and Trey's family. That was on Wednesday night after the game and just, Really, really happy for those three in particular. And then we can get into the other stuff and the performances by Brockington and Kelsher and then just everything. But it was a – I thought Scott Christofferson said it well after the game, Bloom, when he goes, it's time for us to start respecting this team and not just saying that they're an overachiever now. Like, they're really good. Um, now, I would also point out the Sunday before – it like the four and under was like a game against Alabama State. Or, it was. The two, it was a Tuesday. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. The two. Or, so yeah, we're not that far removed. Yep. So I think that's important to keep in mind, but they're playing really, really good basketball right now. Maybe this is the best they'll play all year. I don't think so. But they're playing like they, they absolutely. Do I think they're a one of the 25 best teams in the country? Probably not. But they absolutely deserve to be ranked. Oh, they're, after what well, they did in New York, they're one of four teams, the two top twenty-five. Absolutely. Wins. Like, if that's so, you, got to recognize what they've done. I I agree with you. I don't think this team is a top twenty-five team at the end of the year, in a literal sense, right? But from what they've accomplished now, that those two games in Brooklyn were as much fun as I've had watching Iowa State basketball. Honestly, I think than that Tyrus McGee teams. Like, totally unexpected. I had no thoughts that they'd win even one of those games. They win both. Not only do they win both, but they win them both convincingly. And they did it in somewhat repeatable fashion. Now, you're not getting you're not getting thirty pieces a night from anybody regularly, and they got it in back to back games, which is a little bit of an anomaly. They hadn't had a thirty point game since Wigginton in 18, and then they get two back-to-back. Like, that's statistically probably not repeatable. But what is repeatable, and we've talked about it now for weeks, the defensive effort, the rebounding, the toughness, the diving for loose balls, and the playing together, the movement on offense, that's repeatable. And then when the shots go in, you beat a ninth-ranked team by 20. That's what happens. Or you beat a Xavier team who played okay. It's not like Xavier played poorly. You beat them by 10. Like, this this is really cool, and I'm so happy for those guys because now... Now you're bought in, and confidence is a crazy thing. The fact that they got Kalsher to play that well in the game against a top-10 team will do wonders for the rest of the year because he had been struggling a bit. Now he can look at back at the game and he goes, yeah, I can still do this. I'm still Absolutely. a bucket getter, and look at me. Just put up 30 on a the best defensive team on Ken Palm prior to that game. Yeah. I just got 30. Dude, they were huge. so long. Oh, they got guys. Now, huh. I, you could also say Memphis is probably overrated just from pure Very standpoint. poorly coached. And, yeah, they, I don't, Sorry, wasn't Penny. quite sure what they were doing in some aspects. But still a win over a really good team. That will look great at the end of the year. And do I think this is an NCAA tournament team? I, it's still a bridge too far for me right now because the conference is going to be so good. But the fact remains you're one of 20 teams that are undefeated in college basketball. Think about that. One of 20 teams that are undefeated in college basketball. And it's this Iowa State team. And all the kudos in the world to the leaders in that team and also TJ Altsaberger. Um, 
you know, it's cliche to say, but I would say basketball is fun again. In a totally different way. Yeah. Like, their best offense is really good defense. It's turnovers and running. And that's repeatable, but that's the thing. It's like, you can keep doing that. You're not reliant on somebody making 13 threes. It's it's defense leading to offense. And Great job by you and Scott out there. That was fun to listen to on the way back uh, Friday from the football game. I know a lot of people probably enjoyed that, and that had to be a blast for you, you know, because TJ took some arrows when he got hired. Honestly, like, it it really was. After the game on Friday, we – they did a, I, I didn't even know that they did this, but they did a like presentation on the court okay. for the tournament. I mean, technically, it's a tournament. It is. It was four. I mean, we've been to those things where they cut down the nets in November, which is always odd to me. And they put the things up to cut down the nets, and I think Iowa State didn't want to do it. I think that they. Yeah, I, can, I get that. I and that's the most on brand. TJ thing ever to be like, we're not cutting down any effing nets. We it's just November won two games, yeah, but um. No, we had a big bear hug after the game Friday, and it was it was really cool to to be there. He is taking it in stride. Yeah, you know he's not going to get too ahead of himself because he knows that there's still limitations on this team. But man, like I will say this, you know, when you go to shoot arounds and you go to practices and you watch it, they're doing what he says. Mm-hmm. The whole like. We've seen this before at Iowa State. Oh, we're going to focus on defense. Tough perimeter defense in your face. It's an easy thing to talk about. To get a collective unit to buy in on that is tough. These dudes have totally bought in on that. The one guy, I mean, so Brockington's night that he goes off. Yep. Which was one of the great halves of basketball we've ever seen at Iowa State. 23 and one half. Yeah. Most and a half since Mike Taylor against Minnesota in 2006. Point being, I was going to give Kelsher some more credit because he what he went four for twelve that game. He did hit a couple of threes that were huge in the Xavier game, but mainly, I mean, not by himself. There was a lot of help, but hold Scruggs one of fourteen from the field. Yep, yep. one of the best point guards in the country. Bob Cousy Award, very good player guy. And um, then you have guy like they don't win that game without Condit against nope. Xavier. He was elite. Now he fouls too much. And he's got to knock it off. And he knows that. And I think George's just emotional habits on the floor probably don't help him at all. But he he was they were at a totally different level when he was on the floor against Xavier. Mm-hmm. And then in that other game, Jazz Koontz is just like, he's got that level now where that was the guy who, when, when they took him from Washington State, everybody killed TJ. Oh, this is it? This This is is going to bring Iowa State basketball back? But they saw something in him. Like, his analytics were elite. They were very good and still TJ's all about guys who make winning plays. Do you make more winning plays or more losing plays? If you make more winning plays, we want you. And then he believes that that, like, if you bring it all together as a whole, will be good for the team. That's what he saw and believed in Jazz Koontz with. And, boy, that guy, now that he's got his wind, he's a really good player. And now in Aruna as well. Yeah, he, he was awesome. And Aruna's starting to show yep. what he can do. Give him a little bounce and a step, a little confidence. And even Caleb Grill was solid. Like, you've got nine. You don't need any more than nine. Now, this leaves you very little room for an injury or other issue. Like, you're a little limited that way. But, man, it, you know, if you, if you look back in Iowa State history, some of the most pleasant surprises came off of, you know, teams that weren't expected to do anything that, that relied on defense and rebounded and playing together. And I'm looking at Tim Floyd's team with 
with Willoughby and Cato and Bankhead and Holloway. And that team, if you look back, man, they're, and Kenny Pratt, those offenses were kind of sporadic at times. There's a lot of, is, is Dedrick making shots? Is Kenny Pratt getting to the free throw line? And Kelvin, Kelvin Cato was not an offensive weapon at all. He's really just a big guy defending. There's some similarities between that first, those two years of Willoughby and Cato's team and Pratt to this group. Play hard, you defend, and you turn the other team over. And that's repeatable. And if you keep doing those things, you run into nights where you shoot it okay. And they didn't shoot it great against Xavier or Memphis, but shot it well enough to win games comfortably because your defense keeps turning the other team over. And this is, that's the Boy, thing when with... Tyrese Hunter hits three well, threes and a half. Like, exactly. That's, and, he's unguardable when he he's is, hitting that shot. He is the he is the X factor too. Like, because he, you're getting, he's already doing things that are beyond what most at his age can do. And he can get you some. Now he's going to take some bad shots. He'll probably turn the ball over a couple times, but he's further ahead than I think any the staff even realized he would be. And so, yeah, man, enjoy this. So you got a winnable game Wednesday. And it's almost a lock it up. So Little Rock, or not Little Rock, a Pine Bluff is the second worst team in Division One basketball. So you'll win that comfortably. And then it's a game at Creighton. And it's another barometer. You've now won a couple neutral side games. Can you go on the road against a really tough team in a really tough environment and play well? And then I was down the road, you know, shortly after that. I want so, that Iowa game. I mean, it's a, that's a big game, and they played well. They're, they're, they're undefeated, too. They're so. really good. Uh, I saw Hassel said that Gottlieb told him he thinks Iowa might be better this year. Uh, I, I, and at some point they'll run in. They haven't really played a team of the pulse yet, so. No, I know, but I – it is amazing. Murray's what, a good player. The, the, dude, the I love Murray's him. pretty he, good player. It, not not going to deny that. It is amazing what happens when you can play a little defense, though. You know, for sure. You know, it and really I, well, that's, the amount of like offense it turns into and all that, and we're and just really seeing this. It is, and that's what you know. You, you, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of effort to do that. But look how Chris Beard built Texas Tech. Uh, it was on defense, and even Scott Drew would change for them. They've always had good athletes. Guys could put the ball in the basket. What really ch- flipped the script for them is they found guys who could guard too. And now you've built an identity where. When you come to Iowa State, you're going to be expected to guard. And so the guys coming in next year, all good athletes that hopefully will guard. And this is a a sustainable thing. So you're not reliant on, you know, Matt Thomas and Naz Long making four threes each to win a game. So this is fun. I mean, this is, that was, again, like I said before, that was as much fun as I've had watching. I, I, I put on Twitter on Wednesday night and exceeded that Friday. That was the most fun I've had watching an Iowa State, uh, men's basketball football game since the Oklahoma win in Norman in 17 because there were no expectations. And expectations are a crazy thing. Yeah. When you have them, it makes the games very stressful because you feel like you need to win this or else. When you don't, it's just fun. Speaking like, of the... No matter with the result, it's a good time. And that's... Uh, the, the interesting psychology of sports was on display for the football season this year, but also the, the start of the basketball season. Great point. Speaking of the, the glory and the joy of college sports for me... The Xavier game when Jack Nunji gets teed up with George Condit, the double T. The fact how like rivalries can transcend uniforms. You know they were they yeah well aware. I guarantee. I and I wasn't honestly paying it. I, I've always had a soft spot in my heart for Nunji with all that that young, absolutely young yep. guy has been yep. through. So I'm he's a good player. Rooting too. for him to do well. Yeah. But I, I guess I wasn't like paying attention to see if Jack Nunji was talking shit during warmups. <laughs> I can't but imagine something that, would. I mean, I didn't really see it. It was one of those deals, you know, when you're calling a game, Nunji hits that three, and I'm looking like, okay, how many does he have now? And I'm yep, looking at my look monitor. At the, yep, stats. And all of a sudden, like, 
<laughs> the double D, and I was just like, well, okay, George's involved. So if something was said, George can't not George, talk yeah, George back. has to talk. <laughs> Georgia will always have the last well, I was talking with an Iowa State staffer yeah. about it after the game. And I, cause I didn't see it. So I'm like, and I asked, I go, how bad was that? Cause I, and he goes, you know what? I don't even know, but how cool is that in like college sports that it just like, it, it doesn't matter. Going, yep. And you know, those dudes in Iowa city were like, yeah, yeah go get him. Don't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that was, and I, I got a little annoyed by the way. And I was listening to you. I also had for on. How many times for reminded everybody that Xavier, Xavier was out a couple of players. It's like, we get it. We get it, Fran. I would say it's down a couple of players too, if you think about it. Anyway, yeah, is what it is. What, I'll say this: the the biggest upside for this team, other than Hunter, Hunter is better than anybody thought yep. it would be. He's going to get at better this too. point. Yeah, but I think it's the four position. Yeah, with Kuntz and in a hey, like, if you were to watch that first game only, the opener, like you would have been like, oh what shit, are we the doing? four yeah, spot is Kennesaw outplayed us at the four. Yeah, but I, I think now, like, and I thought this after Oregon State, like I said. Inaruna, like you could just see it in his eyes, was a big step. Jazz finally woke up in the last like ten minutes of that game, and they've been really pretty good ever since. They have. And Inaruna, he's a big dude, and when the lights on and he's playing confident, I mean, he's got the skill level to to get it done against anybody. And the huge confidence boost to play a couple of ranked high level teams, and and this is something you can look back and go, guys, this isn't just a swag team. You did this against a top 10 team or against a top 25 team. You can do it again. And the best thing in basketball is confidence. And so now you have that along with the play hard and playing together. And, you know, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm not calling for the NCAA tournament by any means, but I think you have to up the expectation win t- total for this team to at least be above 500 at this point. All right. Um, oh, man. By the way, the Iowa State women winning. The, uh, I, I was going to get there. Yeah, we're at a minute. You know what? We had people wanting like a 24-hour pod. <laughs> do you think we could do that sometime? Uh, we could be a lot of yakety sacks to fill time. Do you think we could pull it off? I don't. Is think there anybody would, out there that would pay us a lot of yeah, money to do it? I don't do think it? people would listen. Like, could we do it for charity? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like a telethon. Just like a live stream. Could we tell? St- we could probably. I mean, you you start mixing in the Wayne Morgan era. Maybe we could do it to promote the book in the Dan McCarney era. You get some special guests on. Yeah, I think we could probably do it. We could probably do that. We, I guarantee. Could we finally get you Stacy on the pod? Yeah, if it's for charity and stuff. Yeah, get Floyd on the pod. Stacy would. There's a lot of great content. Bruce Vandevelde on the pod. Like get. I bet Vandevelde. Vandevelde really have a Cyclone Fanatic account because I've heard the legend is he had a couple. Yeah. I think I know the one. <laughs> he still might post. By the way, and I'll say this too, my uh, mute and block button on Twitter has never been used more than it has in the last week. Who's getting after you? Just people. And just the problem is like this job. We get to talk about sports, so I'm not compl- when it comes to like a really tense like 72 uh-huh. hours like this. It's not easy. People get anxious. Well, everybody gets mad. They get you. mad at you, yeah. Because they it's, want more information and expect you to have it. Well, sometimes, you know what? I don't have it. And I'm going to be honest with you about that. Well, then when you provide it, like, there's always people who call you morons, you know. And then, um, you know, at whatever. But I've, I'm just saying I've yeah, blocked and it. muted a lot I of people. I think your track record speaks for itself. I've, I've, it's been a bad day. It's been a bad weekend for the uh, block button. 
put it that way. Uh, Iowa State women, yeah, real quick, shout out to them. Man, they had a wild one tonight. Did you watch that game on Flow? I, I didn't watch it, but I, uh, I was keeping track of the stats. Well, I have my Flow racing. Um, well, does it, did it so, translate? Yeah. Oh, I should have come over earlier. Yeah. Could have started the podcast yeah. earlier. Holy crap. They were, so I went up to 20? Were they up 20 or I something? went to put my daughter to bed. Yeah, they're up 20 in the second quarter, and I was kind of like, I had forgotten my AirPods. Everybody's been there. Oh, you lose those things. Forgot my AirPods, so it's like, I'm going to... Because a lot of times, if I had the screen on, Elise gets distracted. Mm-hmm. So I just shut the phone off, and I was like, okay. Frankly, I haven't slept much in the last 48 hours. So I said, I'm just going to shut this thing off, and I might take Goes a 20-minute yep. nap before Bloom comes over, and then we'll knock it out. Well, then I flip it back on, and I see on Twitter, holy crap, it's like a three-point game here. So I flipped it back on, and they won. They're undefeated. They get to play Miss in the know. In the know. I am in the know. Thursday night? Is that in Hilton? No. It's that's, down in... Uh, maybe you want a watch Rouge. party, you and me? I, yeah, that's a really good idea. I think it's a great I idea. going on Because we're both going to have the kids this weekend, so I think it'd be a... That's, that's a fact. Um, I can't go to... I was going to go to Omaha. We might see my... Well, my I pal, asked you... My pal Mike, who's a, who's a podcast listener, but can't make it. Got my kid. Kids. I am... 50-50 on Omaha. Be a fun trip. I wanted to go. I believe they sell beer. Oh, they do. Never. You never been to a Creighton game? Never have, actually. Phenomenal. I know. That's where I want to go. Creighton games are awesome. I was so glad when Mac went there because it's. I was going to root for Mac no matter where he went. And it's like, now that's a place I can get behind. <laughs> like, and they're rivals to Nebraska. Yeah. And no friend. offense to Fred. I, lo- I love Fred. But I always root for Creighton in that game. I, I think that... that uh, LSU game. Yeah, it's on ESPN2. Is Fred going to make it? Yeah, they're winning enough. So the guy that's hurt is not their best yeah, guy. No, it's the, the best guy's brother. The best guy's like a lottery pick. I McGowan's, mean, yeah. Because I was doing all that re- research on the they, Memphis guys, and McGowan's still up there. He's 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 got enough guys that they'll they'll win some games. Okay. Sure. I just don't know enough. I, I, I really don't care about yeah. Nebraska. I f- care about Fred, but I don't really care about Nebraska. Yeah. So it's really hard. For, he went to the one place where it's really difficult for me to be like. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. to be locked into this for sure. That's like if TJ, if like if he ever went to Iowa, which he won't, but it'd be really hard for me to be but, like locked. Like, but, but I, I, I watch Iowa from a strictly like commentary standpoint. I try not to put my emotion in it. Sure. But when the shitheads start tweeting at me, that's when so I it makes it impossible. That's when I have a hard time. Uh, speaking of. I, th- I I haven't had the time to look it up yet, but Iowa State and Iowa, both of the men's and women's programs are undefeated. Wow. I bet, I would guess, there's maybe like four or five total that can say that right now. So, again, I'll look it up tomorrow, but it's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's good fodder for radio. Yeah, it that'd, is. That'd but no, a, I, I mean, the good. women uh, got, uh, what did they get? They got Ashley scored another 20-plus off. The Dude, other, I, the I, other Jones has been unbelievable. She's like She's been great. Fish grease. So they're a f- man. Get out there. They host Iowa too. Yeah. Um, and are if you, you could, are if, you calling I'm that? I'm not. I'm All not right, doing let's that game. Go. But we. Yep. Can we go? Can we get? Hey, I'm starting it early. I think that game's on the ninth. The ninth. Anyway, if we could jam Hilton for that for the Iowa State women against Kate and Clark in Iowa, and again they're top ten right now. Uh. That'd be a recommendation for the Williams and Bloom podcast if we could do that. Let me find the exact date for everybody. Circle it. Hold on. Go to the Iowa women's game. Yeah, and it's in it's at Hilton Coliseum. 
Again, a lot of you folks probably haven't been to an Iowa State women's game. Well, certainly since last year because you couldn't. Uh, but Iowa, Caitlin Clark, top 10 matchup potentially. The 8th, December 8th, Wednesday night. It's on ESPNU. Let's, no. let's jam out. What time? Hilton. 7? It's a 6 o'clock. Okay. 6 o'clocker. Yeah, I want to go to that. I want to take Cami. We should take Cami and Ev. Let's get it done. I mean, we got to we, – seriously, they – we need a raucous atmosphere for that one for Bill Fenley, the legend. <sighs> I'm still si- I'm still sick over how that game ended last year in Iowa City. Yeah, yeah, they they're gonna they own one, so oh. let's get one. Let's get one. All right, and uh, with that, you know what time it is? Oh, championship edition. <laughs> to be honest, I haven't looked at any. of I these. I have not seen a thing. Clones aren't playing. Um, I'm not as locked into the point spreads. I am interested in that Iowa Michigan. Who would have thought Iowa Michigan? That was the most least likely Big Ten championship. Iowa lives in a tree. All right. Um, How did they? I, anyway. But go ahead. Say what yeah. you need to say. Backpedaling like a young Jeremy Reeves into the championship. Whatever. Give me a second. I got to figure out what conference this is. Glad they could block another punt for a touchdown. You all right? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. But the, the analytics. Yeah. I think this is. I'm not fine yet, Chris. The analytics. <laughs> <laughs> the analytics still have the ESPN FBI. Yeah. Is that what Whipper sent us earlier? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Has Iowa State at ninth, and uh, your Big Ten West representative <laughs> Iowa at twenty-four. They beat us, though. I understand, but the computers still have Iowa State. And it's not, I just, I like, just, I love the analytics too, but it's I just know, so hard to talk shit. I'm not talking shit. I'm just saying the computers are. Yeah, no, I get it. No, the, and the computers have they zero bias. They have no emotion. They're computers. They're computers. <laughs> That's what they do. Ninth. I was still ninth. Like that. Anyway. All right. The battle for Conference USA. I think. I think this is Conference USA. Friday night. Uh, Western Kentucky and Texas San Antonio. UTSA with a, cr- a crippling loss yesterday. Mm. Um, but they're still favored by six. Um. No. Two and a half. Okay. Wait a second. I'm told it opened at two and a half. They're actually a dog now. Oh. It's already swung. Point oh. and a half for Western Kentucky. Mm-mm. Pac-12. Oregon at Utah. Or not. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Where's Neutral. The, it happens in Vegas now. Vegas. Um, they just beat them up. Utah's playing great. Utah one and a half. Three. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Four. Uh, five and a half. Okay. Maction. Kent State, Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois made it to the MAC, even though they got beat by like four touchdowns. Rocky Lombardi. Maybe he didn't play the other night. I have no idea. I don't even know if Rocky's playing. <laughs> uh, this is a total shot. Kent State, seven and a half. Two and a half. Yeah, that's close enough. Mountain West. Utah State and San Diego State. Utah State made it. Yeah. Go Aggies. The fighting Matt Wells. Uh, San Diego State with the elite punter. 
I thought that was New Mexico State who had the elite punter. Well, they both do. Oh. San Diego State guys got The New Mexico State guy's insane. He punts at like 80 yards every time. This guy's like 78. Jeez. Uh, eight for San Diego State. Eight. Six. That's pretty good. I'm thinking about this right now. If anybody wants to just come and watch four little uh, punks on Saturday so Bloom and I can just get drunk and watch football and basketball, we'll pay you well. Uh, and we'll give you a bottle of Cody Road. Oh, yeah. Signed. To use, to use after. Yeah. The, we'll sign it. And you can thank us. Yeah. No, you don't even have to thank us is what I was going <laughs> to uh, The Sun Belt. Louisiana? Appalachian State and Lafayette. Yeah, Louisiana. Oh, man. So Billy Napier's coaching this game. Yeah, he's going to Florida. App, app four. Uh, app three. That's a pretty good guess. Houston, Cincinnati in the battle for the American future Big 12 teams. Fickle Tour rolls on here. Cincy, 15. Ten and a half. Ooh, that's, that's too low. That's too low. I assume this is a league. Prairie View in Jackson State? Yeah, that's the SWAC, buddy. The SWAC plays football? Yeah, Jackson State's Dion. Yeah, I knew that, but yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, well, they, play, they got football. All right. Yep. Uh, Jackson, three and a half. Seven. <laughs> that's a pretty good guess. SEC, Georgia, Alabama. Oh, I've not seen this. This is interesting, Coach. Georgia. How lucky was Bama? <laughs> four. Six and a half. Opened at four and a half. Money's on oh, Georgia. Okay. All right. They're getting in regardless, right? Georgia's in. Now, conspiracy hat. Conspiracy hat. Yep. Georgia loses on purpose. Bama gets in. Don't want it. Oh, so they can all make more money? Yes. No way. You think Kirby Smart's going to agree to take a dive? I don't know, but say two, two's better than one. No chance. Okay. Conspiracy Zero hat. chance. Hey, I've got as much conspiracy hat as the Texas Tech radio guys. <laughs> Those guys. They did not want Iowa State to win that game. Wake Forest, Pitt. <laughs> what, a, <laughs> what a championship for the eight. I'm sure the ratings are going to be off the charts for this one. I bet the over-under is like 80, though. You're not far away. It's 72. Yeah. Uh, this would be actually really entertaining. That would be a good game. Wake. No, 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 no. Pit two and a half. Three. Jeez. Big ten. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> they don't even know who their quarterback is. <laughs> Wait, and by matter. the way, they I don't think either one of those guys are very good, but like with the, sticking with the Spencer Petrus like he did the other day, like I just I couldn't comprehend it. I, I do not know what Kirk Ferentz sees in that guy. And Padilla's not that great either. But it doesn't really matter when you're nope. playing that. It really doesn't matter. But I just I do not understand why some people think that Spencer Petrus is good. I, hand, I, hand the ball off and wait until you block another punt. I, I guess. Uh, uh, nine. Ten and a half. Okay. What's that over under, like 45? 44. Pac-12. USC. Oh, this isn't a championship game, obviously. Never mind. You want to take a stab at Army-Navy? Yeah, I do. That's coming up on the 11th, though. 11 and a half. Eight. Army. Obviously. 
I pretty that's pretty good showing. It's pretty not bad. Showing. Pretty good showing. Thank you to Mr. Hill. Um couple of quick stories. Do you want to hear a funny story from Thanksgiving Day? Yeah, because you were in uh, NYC. Did you do any touristy stuff? So uh, I was so busy with this Campbell garbage. Yeah, thanks, Matt. That did you did you thank him for ruining your Thanksgiving Day? Well, I haven't talked to him. Okay. <laughs> but I will, <laughs> and I'm going to tell him to F right off. <laughs> um, so... Have you ever heard Dave Z talk about the Wakamba, the distinguished Wakamba Lounge? Yes. So, anyways, Dave Z being uh, me and Scotty, sports I guy. worked, I worked my butt off on Thanksgiving Day. Dave I'm not Zeblinski. kidding. I was up at like six, and I worked until about two two thirty Thanksgiving Day. Okay, and um, God love him. Scott Christofferson is the sweetest guy. Like he's he's so innocent. He's a very nice man. He's so kind. He he's got these two beautiful little baby boys back home. Like, and his wife's his wife seems like a saint. His wife doesn't even like she's never seen him play basketball before. She's not a basketball fan. Wow. She knows nothing about so it. They met after Iowa State. Yeah. And so Scott and I like want to go see the city on Saturday on two or on on Wednesday. Excuse me, Thursday. It was Tuesday night. We went we went to the George Washington Bar Tuesday night, which okay. was. We had a blast. I like yep. the history in that place is just incredible, and just talking to all the bartenders and stuff, know like the history, and they'll talk to you about it. Just really, really uh, neat. And for what it's worth, I love New York. Like I, I could never live in L.A. At this point in my life, I couldn't live in New York. I could totally have lived in New York when I was like twenty-five. There you go. Okay, the speed of it. Yeah, like I love it. There's like I, I just, on. I love the feeling. There's a. Aura in that city yep, that you just buzz. cannot replace. Yep. Although it is weird. So we landed there on Monday night, and, you know, we, we landed in Brooklyn, or not Brooklyn. We landed in Manhattan, and then I had to drive to Brooklyn. And you're driving through and seeing, like, these, um, like, condos and stuff, and, like, it's 8 o'clock, and there's, like, dudes in, like, suits and ties, like, sitting in their condos, like, with oh. their... The wives and dresses, areas. like yeah. you know, I just like not for me. <laughs> Better wear a tie at home when I'm eating. You can kick my own guys. ass, That's right? <laughs> okay. Um, but anyways, we went. So we we go out, and there's not a lot of like options on Thanksgiving Day. But I'm like, I bet you, if we go to Times Square in that area where all these people already are, there's going to be places to eat. So we find this um, like it's an Irish pub. My friend um, Southside Miguelito is what we're just going to call him. That's his alias. Okay, good name. And his wife, Ashley, are there. We have some beers, and we have some turkey, and we do all this stuff. And we we just kind of walked around and watching football, right? Really pretty good yeah, football good yeah. uh, was on. And we end up in, um, of course, where else would we end up? We ended up at the Distinguished Wakamba Lounge, <laughs> which is a Filipino bar in Midtown. And we're there for about three hours, made some uh, Abdul and Pablo, became very close friends with Abdul and Pablo as, very quickly. As one does, yeah. Abdul and I were just owning the jukebox. We're just playing straight Pac, Biggie, Jay Z. This is open on Thanksgiving night. Yeah, yeah. This is actually afternoon. We're watching the Cowboys game now. Okay, so you're okay. Okay. And uh, <laughs> we're, we're getting ready to leave in Southside Miguelito. 
Uh, this is my friend, and he he's a Spanish major, so he speaks fluid fluid Spanish. And Abdul convinced him that we had been overcharged. Oh. So Southside, Miguelito from the Southside loses it. Like, <laughs> got into it with the help. <laughs> and um, was this an act or was he re- legit mad? Well, no, he wasn't like. And what, he, what kind of Southside are we talking about here? Like Southside Des Moines or are we like. Milwaukee. Okay. Got it. <laughs> got it. Anyway, <laughs> um, he turns to me, he's like, we got to go. <laughs> and I, I didn't even know what was going on. Because I was, I was legit. Like I was being You're a good enjoying boy. Enjoying the day. Yeah. I was watching yeah. the Cowboys. You know yeah. they're like my second favorite yeah. team. I'm watching the Cowboys. Yeah, just enjoying the. the Poor drinks. Christopherson's over there with Pablo, learning Pablo's like Pablo's like a veteran. Story. Yeah, we're buying him beers. Yeah. You know, and Scott is just like so innocent. And then all of a sudden, Abdul and Miguelito from the South Side have gotten into this confrontation with this bouncer. So I can tell you uh, for the first time in my life, I was kicked out of a Midtown New York bar <laughs> on Thanksgiving Day. That's how my holiday went. And can, can you go back? Or are you on like a list now? No, but man, that bartender was mad. She started just yelling so at us in Espanol. Stuff was about to go down, or it was going down. Well, the good thing is the bouncer wasn't very tough. I mean, I think that we would have been fine. <laughs> but I, I wouldn't want to be there 30 minutes later if they start texting people. It never fails. We were like, not in a good area. You always will run into uh, something. <laughs> I don't know what that is going to be. And Scott's probably like, what have the, I done? The best part was Christofferson, and he's so innocent and nice. Like, Why he, am I hanging out with this guy? Christofferson comes up to me as we're trying to get an Uber back to Brooklyn. Because I'm like, at this point, I've had enough. I'm ready to go back. Yeah. And um, Scott's like, oh, my God. Miguelito from the South Side is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but you made it. No, you live to tell the tale. We had a lot that of fun. That is outstanding. We had a lot of fun. It wasn't anything. We really didn't do anything wild. But the problem was Abdul, so he was half Mexican and, and half Syrian. the guy you met at the at the. Yeah, he was just sitting there, and yeah. he, he liked us, and yeah. we started. Yep. He appreciated the fact that, of course, I can't go into a bar and not play the jukebox, right? That's what you, you know do, this. yeah. I, have to. I buy the things, and I my goal is while I'm at the bar, even if it costs me 20 bucks, I'm going to own the you, jukebox. You got the jukebox. I will own the tunes. And I've he loved the fact that I went that in there, and thing. the first thing that I played was some Tupac. He, he was, loved it because you know what I was wanting to do. I'm going to play. I'm going to play some West Side and see if the West Coast. Oh jams. no, that oh man, He's starting to but, poke the bear. Then. But I played a little Biggie later, and then Jay Z's yeah. probably my favorite rapper of all time. So I had a lot of Jay Z, and and Abdul was all about it. Like he he was fired up. But he starts telling me about his culture, and we talked for about an hour about this. All of his like refugee um, friends and relatives from Syria and stuff. It's like, man, like it, if any of you think you have it bad, talk to Abdul for an hour, and you're going to be very thankful. Good, so good person. To talk we to we bought him. I bet I I bet Miguelito from the South Side, and I probably bought him like five shots of Hennessy. It, well, I'm glad you went that route with the jukebox, and not sometimes your go-to, especially in the natives here in Iowa, when you go with either you know froze, all I want for frozen or all I want for Christmas. Is well, you. that would have been fine. The Mariah Carey jam. I mean, it's Thanksgiving. I've, I've seen you do Frozen before. Um, 
And you really get the tough guys over here at the uh, Bondurant uh, oh, Irish Bar. That, that is, for those of you who haven't heard it, it's kind of my calling card. <laughs> and they always look around like, uh, who, did, who did this? If I ever know that I have a group of friends hanging out at a bar and I can't be there, I will download the, <laughs> the touch tunes from that bar and I will play all I want for Christmas is you. It doesn't matter what it's kind of So he's like, Williams is present. <laughs> So it's like, hey, I may not be, be there, there, but I'm here. But I'm there. Oh, outstanding. The good yeah. stuff. No, it was fun. Did you, guys, you have, did you have a good Thanksgiving? It was a lot of family. A lot of family time. Is that a good thing? Yeah, it was. So we, we, we combined uh, Thanksgiving with Theo's two-year-old birthday. So we knocked that one out. So it's Thanksgiving Thursday, two-year-old birthday, Friday, or Saturday with the game on Friday. So a lot of entertaining for one weekend. Yeah, sorry we couldn't celebrate. All of our kids are sick all the time. Well, Theo will appreciate it if you give him a gift, so you can still do that. It'd be great. Theo's my... <laughs> I'm sure he will. Okay. Theo's my dude. All right. Um, what a weekend, everybody. So, but this week, real quick, you have the call. I do. Wednesday night. Pine Bluff. Golden Lions. Who? Arkansas Pine Bluff. Wednesday night. It's 7 o'clock. Gotcha. The uh, they were one of two wins last year for Iowa State. Well, that's encouraging. Yeah. So, um, and then the women are at LSU on Thursday. On Thursday, and then the men are at Creighton Saturday afternoon. But the old McDermott and Otzelberger showdown, which will be get it on. Yes, I can't wait to see that. That and is, and we'll learn the bowl destination Sunday at one o'clock. Yeah, there's a busy. It's a busy week coming up, and and I'm guessing, and I don't know this. I'm guessing we have some sort of a Campbell announcement with a contract or something, but I don't know. That would be logical. I'm guessing that's in the next 48 hours or so. Oh, I I, I misspoke. The Creighton game is eight, eight o'clock. Yeah, it's a night. Super game. late. Yeah. Hey, pal. Good work this week. <laughs> hey, Thanks. no, seriously though. You, I'm going to toot your horn for you. You had the Campbell stuff all along the way, and I believe you broke the news around 4.30 this afternoon, and I still haven't seen it anywhere else. So kudos to you. Thank you, sir. But also thank you to those premium subscribers. Absolutely. Because they are keeping you afloat. Absolutely. And hopefully they got a benefit out of that whole thing. I think that they did. I think everybody's very happy. I think it... Little little hint. I actually think we're going to be hiring a full time recruiting article guy Man. for premium subscribers. Take it to so the next level. That's the goal. But this will always remain free. You get to deal with me on yeah, this absolutely. free app that you listen to. Little uh, loser this? by three door downs. This is this for OU? This is for Oklahoma losers. <laughs> Have a great week. Yeah.